All right, Patrick, we're back. Two weeks break. Sorry, we're back. I know, two weeks. we got to figure out. we got to have to have somebody who replaces both of us. Any Which is very easy, by the way. <laughs> That's like anyone. That may happen any week. <laughs> okay, Ronnie McRae can record. And then we just need, like, one other person. Yeah, so that's good. Yeah, Ronnie McRae, Holly Morris. When do they start? So we start? have a special guest today. We do, we do. Okay, tell us about Joe. So, um, a colleague, friend, sometimes. Sometimes, good, I like uh, that. Our like senior that. vice president of legal and FCC compliance, Joe DeCipio, is well, with how us about today. That? Sounds very important, doesn't So Joe follows it me does. on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like we have to be Ter- in our best behavior. That's right. Yeah, we have, well, right. it's good important. and bad to have legal here. <laughs> yeah, right? Actually, this is good for us. Like, Joe can yeah. just cut us off when we start down a bad path. Everything is client. Uh, uh, That's right. Everything's privileged. Privileged. Nobody can listen to this. Actually, Patrick, it's... Patrick really hates that I live here because I watch everything that the station does. So he gets calls and emails yeah, at really? six in the morning or at the yeah, So we at actually, night. real quick, f- funny story, and then we'll get into it. But um, we had a situation develop. I won't be specific on what it was. And it's over the weekend, and I get a call, a panic call from Joe. <laughs> and he's like, you got to do this. Is this not supposed to be on? Blah, blah, blah. And I hear some like noise in the background and like cheering. And I'm like... I, I didn't even really listen to what he had to say that we had to fix. And he's like, I'm like, where are you? He's like, oh, I'm on top of the uh, platform judging a diving competition. That's what? right. It was and I'm a- like, you know how to judge right. a diving. So it was middle of a high school dive meet. My daughter was diving. They, it's all volunteers, right? So we're judging the meet. They've got something I got them to have to get them to pull off the air. So I actually stopped the dive meet to talk to Patrick. And in the middle of this, he says, wait a minute, you're a judge. You know what you're doing? <laughs> so, right? I said, wow. well, yeah, I know a little bit, but we have bigger problems that you need to fix now so, oh so I God. can start the dive meet. So Joe again. follows so. my Twitter account, obviously, and then we'll text for like hours back and uh, forth. So I said, you know right. what? Put your money where your mouth okay, is and come on. So, Jody, right. give listeners a perspective. Do you usually agree with Patrick's tweets when you all are texting? No. What is what's some of the dialogue? Can you so give look, us an the example? dialogue is usually because Patrick is a knee jerk Trump supporter, right? <laughs> and everything about Trump is not great. true, but go ahead. He is a knee jerk. So this is usually what happens, right? So I text him, tell him he's an idiot. He doesn't know what he's talking about, <laughs> and then wow. eventually Patrick backs away and turtles like Trump did yesterday. This is with total Putin fake is news. So that's right what now. Sarah, so it's, no, so you know, there's a little push, you know, and then we usually usually end up. Oh, then he sends me his end. emoji, which, by the way, his emoji. <laughs> he's like thirty pounds lighter well, in his emoji. On. So we all look better. In, we right? do all exactly. look better, yeah. In, yeah. in emoji, we do look right. really good. Yeah, you got it. Like you know, yeah, you make, make me sound like I'm life. huge. I'm large, but you know, not quite well, you're, that you're, big. You're pleasantly plump. I'm, I'm plump, husky. <laughs> husky. I, I husky. like the husky. Okay. All right. Well, this will be good. We have a lot to talk about. We have a lot to go. So where do you want to start? I mean, everyone. I think we have to start with Helsinki. Right? Uh, Helsinki, I was going to say, is where we need to start, Unfortunately, right? I think Helsinki, Joe and I, for the most part, are going to be on the same page. Maybe some different, you know... I mean, does anybody agree with Trump on this? No. Even, I mean, I was watching right, so Fox I'll, News I'll, this morning. I'll, it was I'll terrible. I'll set the and Joe, just jump in. So, listen, I it was, it was idiotic. Totally, like, couldn't have gone worse for Trump yesterday, right? So, he had, I think he had a very good press conference with May, you know, uh, on the the weekend, on Saturday, and then he comes and just, you know, takes five steps back yesterday. With well, the, with look, the when you say it couldn't have gone worse for him, that's like you're saying it was somehow not his fault. No, no, no. I'm I mean, he, that. listen, it was actually kind of nice to see everybody coalesce around the opinion, but... You know, some of the statements that it was the most embarrassing performance of a president in all time or in recent memory is probably true. It is. So, look, here's the problem, though. He doesn't, he clearly either is, he doesn't listen to his, certainly on this topic, he hasn't, I don't think, listened to his advisors. And he also, listen, this is very simple. He could have said something to the effect, listen, four or five things can all be true. No collusion, no obstruction, period, end of story. The meddling did not impact the election results, which Rosenstein said the other day, there's no votes. No votes were impacted by the Russia meddling. He could have said the media's been crazy, obsessed with this for 500 days and over the top. Oh, but by the way, Russia did meddle under Obama. And I've told Putin that there's a new sheriff in town 
It can't happen again, although there'll be serious repercussions. He could have accomplished, if he just, if he, three minutes, no questions, he would have looked good, and everybody would have moved on. See, this is my favorite thing on the podcast is when Patrick says the media. He is the media, no, I'm not. right? Yes, he no, is. No, no, I'm not. He runs, I'm right? The million megawatt blowtorch in Washington, D.C., and he calls everybody else the media. No, it's my favorite no, thing. No, listen, so. the media in general, and including our television, have been obsessed with the collusion. Listen, Trump, we know he, he, he listen, he's an egomaniac. He's a narcissist at times. There's no doubt he cannot reconcile in his mind the, the, to separate the collusion claims from the Russia meddling claims. And he feels that if he gives at all on the meddling, it somehow will give credence to what the media has been saying for the last 420 days since the Mueller investigation started, that there is some way this impacted how he won, which it did not. So look, but he can't well, reconcile that. It doesn't mean they didn't try. Right. And, that, so, and like you said, no, I agree. That's what I said to say something. And not only that, I tweeted that yesterday. Like it. This don't you feel like this is a red flag though that maybe Russia does have something on him? I mean, it is no, bizarre. I, I, You're I, talking I, no, about I think it's in his head. I honestly don't believe that. I think we, that would have come out. Why would you least. meet with Vladimir Putin, who you well, know? You know you, look, I listen. George W. met with him. But, other, but they didn't meet as a closed door meeting like President Trump uh, did yesterday. I don't have That's a problem. That's Trump. Because if it goes positive, he wants to take all the credit. Well, so, so look, it, I think the meeting is fine, right? I don't have a problem with that. But it's it's the performance afterward that was problematic, right? And what when the head of the United States who's sworn to uphold our constitution says he believes a Russian dictator over his own intelligence community, nobody disagrees that they meddled in the election. That's there's no dispute over that. Yeah. Everybody agrees with that. So how you can stand there and say it was embarrassing for our country, you can't do I mean, that. Obviously so, the suit the, the assumption so, is Putin knew. Well of course he knew. Look there's no doubt about the meddling, and it's interesting that somebody got arrested. You know, you had a Russian spy here arrested. The, the, the hardest, you, if you step back and look at it, Russia and the Soviet Union has been our greatest geopolitical enemy for the past 70 years, right? right? And, and now you have the leader of the free world saying... Like he takes Putin's word over his own yeah, intelligence committee. Listen, can't. I agree with you. I don't. I think the meeting itself was fine. I think trying to stabilize relations with a country that's as powerful as we are is a smart thing. Uh, just like we're trying well, to do with North Korea. But they're not as powerful as we. Well, are. certainly they're on the, nu- the nuclear side, they are. Mm, look, I. I, I, this is how we usually end up texting back and forth. I largely agree that if Trump had come out and said there was meddling, it happened under the Obama administration, that's unforgivable, but it's not going to happen under my administration, and we're, we're not going to tolerate it, that's brilliant. Good. But he, I think Patrick's right, he can't separate, he can't the, separate them the in collusion his head. that somehow, if there was meddling, that makes his his election not legitimate. Right. No. And what, they're different things. We right. don't we don't know whether there's collusion yet or not. I personally doubt it. There may have been stupidity. I doubt it was collusion. But I don't know that, right? Yeah, we don't so, know the facts. Or, or, there. or there's so. clearly maybe there were some rogue individuals who who were part of his campaign on a fringe level or what have you. But no, I agree. I mean, so I think we've you know come full circle on this that we do agree. But he 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 just can't. Separated, like, and again, he takes three steps forward, and and then just completely goes back. How damaging do you think this is? I mean, you have everybody from Paul Ryan coming out who just had a Here, press here's conference. Here's the interesting thing on that. I mean, so people I, are pretty fired up. Well, when you say people, you mean politicians? Well, yeah, politicians. Uh, well, not and people. I think the general. They're, what do you public. mean they're not people? <laughs> well, what I, what I mean by that is, I don't think anybody's listening to them. I think the. I do. Listen, you look, look, you turn I on the news that, this no, morning. It's I, cr- no one agrees with Trump. Everyone's outraged. When, when you say no one, though, you're talking about these pundits that everyone interviews. Our own news people. I but, mean, who but is, they're not. When I say they're like the Trumpers, go on Twitter. They, they, they love him. They don't care. They just most of ninety percent of scary. The, hold on ninety percent of America was probably not even paying attention to what happened yesterday. They just weren't. They don't care. It's the summer. They're on vacation. They're working. They're like, what are you talking? Like, okay, who cares? There's no collusion. All they hear is, no collusion. We're fine. 
See, right. it's, I think it's funny, I right? Know. I've always hated the inside the beltway terminology, right? Like somehow we're not like the rest of the country, but in many ways we are, right? We care because we're engaged. We watch it. It's part of what we do as a living. So you know, I was telling Patrick before we came down here, I was in my office, you know, watching the press conference. There's no other job where you have a TV in your office no. and you, you know, so we consume it. My guess is is that most of America either doesn't pay attention or doesn't care. Most that's a mistake. They most Americans can't name who their two senators are. Well, look, so I don't know. It's hard to figure out. It's interesting because over the course of time, right, particularly in the 80s when the Cold War, you know, the early late 70s and early 80s when the Cold War was at its highest, right, that mattered. The Soviet empire at that time was our enemy, clearly our enemy. Right. And today you don't know as much because... Once the Berlin Wall came down and you had this... Most of know, America just saw saw them put on a fantastic World Cup, fans cheering in the square, playing, drinking. Well, that was only America on the coast, the middle of America. I wasn't watching, so let's Maybe. be clear. So. But, but no, seriously, you have... You have, you have con- I think people care, though, more than you think. congressional uh, primary winners, like the woman in, in, in Brooklyn, Alexandra Cortez, right? Is that oh, how you pronounce Oh, okay, that? okay, yes. I'm segueing here, but... Like, That's she, because he was losing the Trump yeah. argument, so he's moving away now. She, we agree. This is how it usually she, happens. I mean, she did an interview with Public Radio in the last few days. Yes. It was an embarrassment. This woman, honestly, who, who the Democrats are putting up as the future of the party, a socialist who is anti-capitalism, like, literally, it was one, it was a, it was a Palin-esque interview that she had. And, right. And, Again, the media, not even re- like it's like no big deal. Like this woman is well, most no most Democratic and left leaning publications said she's the future of the Democratic Party. Well, look, really, that, that, that's way different than Putin and Trump. Right. I mean, no, 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 they're, they're I, like on way different levels. I'm not, I'm not even comparable. What I'm saying is she's going to represent the people of New York. In well, Congress, one district in New York. Okay. I mean, I think look, she's one of five hundred and. 12, whatever the number is. But my point number? is, I'm probably got it she wrong. was hailed after the victory as the future of the... By by the way, by the head of the DNC. So, like, let, let's not make this like so it's a, not if, a big deal that she no, is so ill-informed on issues. Well, if you were good... Listen, this is sort of the problem with politics in general, right? Is that, first of all, you have to be crazy to run for office in my yeah, opinion. I agree. Normal people would never... I mean, the stuff you Normal have to... People. You know, they wouldn't. You wouldn't. Right? The stuff that you have to go through. You wouldn't put yourself or your family through that. Normal people wouldn't. The only people that do that have this insatiable need for self aff- for some sort of affirmation. I mean, because otherwise you're living... Well, anyway, listen. but my point is they don't all know anything. And this is actually the problem, I think, in part with our culture and social media and that sort of thing, is that really qualified, good statesmen or states they don't run yeah. because they right, won't right, do right, right. it so afraid. right listen i but my point is on the republic side or the democrat this knee-jerk reaction to say when so-and-so loses in alabama it's because of trump no he was a bad candidate and he was a bad guy roy uh, roy, roy moore, moore right. and when she wins in in brooklyn no maybe joe Connolly didn't really run a campaign because he thought he had it in the bag and it was a primary, and very few people voted. She got out the vote. She did grassroots efforts, which I applaud. And you know what? She, maybe she doesn't have to know that you know Israelis are not occupying Palestine, or that the well, she probably should know that the unemployment rate is not at a low because people are people working, are working two, two jobs, jobs which is, is what she argument, said. Right. So, so maybe she'll represent them. But this knee-jerk reaction on social media. That she's the future of the Democratic Party. If she's the future of the Democratic Party, the Democratic Party is in real trouble, which we've discussed. I believe it is. But so look, I don't disagree with that, but I think you have the same problem on the Republican side. Oh, absolutely, side, right? I totally I agree. Mean, you know, one of the things that Patrick and I argue about back and forth a lot is that you don't really have a Republican Party anymore, right? right. Because the things that Trump's not a Republican, he's not a conservative. Right. Nobody really knows what he is. But so for the Republican Party to abandon its core principles and 
I, I was actually pleasantly surprised to see the leaders of the Republican Party step up and call Trump out after Helsinki, yeah. because in so many other cases, they did not. And I think that's shameful, right? You either have principles or you don't, right? right. And, and you know, and the, so that's what's bothersome for me. So well, you mean like Schumer not calling out Maxine of Waters? Of course, yes. Look, I mean, it's funny, right? So for me on the political spectrum, I'm socially I don't care what you do yeah. right live right, right, your right. life leave us alone I you know fiscally conservative stay out of my life let's let the economy work let's everybody make money sort of thing right but the Republicans have largely we abandoned those like principles <laughs> right oh, but, one thing you agree on but my beef is is that they haven't stood up to their president. They haven't called them out when they should have because right. they're afraid that they, will, they won't win an election, which to Patrick's point is probably true. It's more about local politics and who gets out well, the Well, listen, I've always so, said this. The one thing the Democrats, I think, do well is they coalesce together in votes recently, unlike the Republicans who have, you know, there's the never-Trumpers, there's the, you know, uh, the, the um, caucus, um, Freedom Caucus. Right. So th- there are, there, there's are these individual groups within the Republican Party who where I think it makes it a little bit more right. harder for them certainly on a national basis to you know to, to get certain votes through. No, I think that's right. The Republican Party splinters more because they have yeah. many more factions and they don't always agree even if you're talking social issues. I will right? say though that if, so. if if the Democratic Party and the Republican Party continue to move right in these primaries, I think they're going to be in trouble in general. You mean right and left? That's what I said. Left on on the uh, Democratic side. I don't know. Listen, I'd hope to to see the country move back towards the center. I'm worried because you tend to see more, maybe fringe is not the right word, but you tend to see candidates that are more on the extremes winning the primaries. Right. Right. right? That is kind of a scary thought. uh, Listen, for a variety of reasons, I do think the, the the core political insiders uh, get out and vote in the primary, but the total population, you know, the, the vote totals are much, much, much smaller in a primary. So you could sneak in. Plus, they gerrymandered these districts, both political parties, so much that it's heavily Republican or heavily Democrat. And then... You know, right, you, could, you know what you're going to. It's like when the Tea Party, you know, the, the, you know, the, the RNC would put up, uh, you know, a lot of money for a Tea Party candidate. He'd win his district, but then he'd lose the general. Right. So it's it's it's. Um, so I actually thought that this podcast is starting to get boring because yeah. we're agreeing too much. But I thought that the Virginia, we'll move on. The Virginia state elections were pretty interesting, right? Because that showed a wild swing. You know, when they had their elections for the state elections, not national, right? But state senator and state delegate. You had uh, a 50-50 split, which yeah. hadn't happened in yeah. years. They elected a transgender candidate. Yes, So that was right. a wild change, which was really different for Virginia. And I don't know whether that will carry over into the November elections, yeah. but I thought that was a pushback. Yeah. And one of the other things... That would be good. That'd be interesting. So one of the other crazy things that I do for the company is one of the things I do is I clear all of our political ads. And so I see the ads from all over the country, and they are getting... Worse, yeah. oh, no. and so much louder, and so it, it's it's both an interesting and crazy job because some of the and we you know look we try very hard. There are two different types of ads which I won't go into because it gets boring. Yeah, please don't. But the yeah, but the ones that are third you know political action committee ads, we look at those. We look to see that they're truthful, and we don't let them run if they're not. So. Um, oh, that's great! So that's they have to provide. Yeah. So they've got to provide so substantiation, many. and yeah. that's always an interesting conversation, right? Inside baseball with yeah, the let's sales move guys, to, um, right? Okay, so let's go. <laughs> Some fun topics. <laughs> well, you know, you live locally here, Joe. Yeah. So we have the Metro strike looming. We have all the craziness that's happening with Prince George's County Public Schools. Um, so the Metro strike. You want my? Yeah. What's your take? Well, we don't even know that it's really going if to they happen. Strike, they should all be arrested. Why? Yeah. First of all, it's illegal for them to strike according to their collective bargaining agreement. It's a public safety issue. They have it in their contract. The mayor's already come out and said that they'd be violating law and could potentially be jailed, which I applaud her for, and I don't agree with our D.C. mayor often. Um, By the way, just on on an observation, personal observation, Yeah. and I'm not saying all, I'm sure the engineers of WMATA keep it operating, but in general... I mean, 
I mean, let's get get to work. They don't seem like they work that hard, right? Like when you need to find a bathroom on the metro, there's no one around. So, like, let's get to work. Really, I actually think metro has been improving over Stop. the past couple of years. Really? No, oh, seriously. Go, go listen to Unsuck Metro. I I ride it all the time. I mean, what do people expect? It was built in the seventies. You know, like people expect. The subway systems in New York and Boston are a hundred plus years old, and they still operate. Plus, by the way, two fifty five. I think it is in New York, DC. You you go one way on the red line, four ninety five. And by the way, you can't get off at any stop. Like it's idiotic. The well, way. I think the New York metros had their bad. own set. They have their issues, right? Yes. But at least you know what? You get on the metro, you can go all over the city for the same price. Uh, right, that's a different issue. Look, I metro. I mean, I ride the metro regularly when I'm in the city. I don't. I mean, right. I drive into the office, but if I'm going places, I will jump on the metro. It's fine. I don't quite understand what they're striking over. Well, they haven't had a contract. So, um, they haven't had a contract negotiation in years. So there, there's debate about sick leave. There's debate about, um, you know, increase in salary and what that should be. So, so get to the table and negotiate, but right. you don't strike. Well, right. they're trying, but Metro's basically saying, screw you. Do we know that to be, is that fact? Well, uh, that's Sarah? the post article. <laughs> okay, oh, well. yeah, there we go. <laughs> so now we believe it. Okay, so, well... <laughs> Joe's paper. Joe's paper of record. Oh, it is. I think the Post is a fine paper, right? Yeah. When you listen, but never mind. It's a fine paper. It's a fine paper. So I read can, the Post. You can disagree with their editorials, but they actually do some. They, you mean the front they page do stuff? Some decent journalism. <laughs> they do some really good they journalism. They do. Um, so. But it will be interesting to see if they really do strike. I don't think they will. I don't think they will either. I think it's a big. But. Um, but, but, you know, it's good to at least, all, all kidding aside, it's good to hear the mayor who, you know, listen, can be pro-business at times. Uh, that would be devastating. And, it, you know, according to the mayor, it is against the law for them to strike, similar to the, you know, I guess, like air traffic controls when they... Right. Sh- you know, I mean, I, I don't know enough I don't. I, I haven't looked at their CBA, obviously. Well, okay, shifting gears a little bit, but staying with D.C. government, do, there's also talk that they could be trying to do an initiative, to, well, to overturn Initiative, initiative 77. 77. Wait, why yes. don't we say what that was? So, and that was essentially raising the minimum wage for anyone in the restaurant business to $15. Who got tips. Who got tips. Right. It, by, what was it, 20... 2022, 20, I think, yeah. or 2021. Don't quote us on that. Yeah. But essentially moving that, if you don't... In your tips, well, and by the way, it was twelve dollars. I think, right? Not fifteen. No, I thought it was fifteen. Was it fifteen? So right now, if you're a tipped worker, in, and it's not just restaurants, if you're a tipped worker, period, in DC, you have to at least make twelve dollars an hour. Either a combination of what they give you hourly, which I believe is right. like two twenty-two or three thirty-three. So what you need in here is a is somebody else to look this yeah, stuff I need, up and need like a producer. Right. You need a producer nah, you know, to, it's better to straight Joe because we just job. make it, the facts we just make out, up right? the facts <laughs> kind of like everyone else so we're good. We do. We're always right. like, so, maybe we should check that. Yeah. We always I almost get, brought my computer. We always right. give a caveat. We're in the ballpark. In the ballpark. Yeah. 222, Tell people we're not journalists, okay? Yeah, I'm not a journalist. So they had to make $12, either between a combination of tips and the hourly Correct. Now you have to pay them the 12 going to 15 by a certain year we'll make that up to and uh so it passed it was up for a vote in the primary and it passed right but you know again washington dc laws dc council has a right to overturn that even though it was the will of the people um which how do you feel about and by the way mariel i was anti-initiative 77 i think you should just let the tip stand and but mayor bowser's actually on your side on this one too she should be because i think a lot of it'll hurt a lot of smaller local businesses uh and and i also think it'll hurt service because the restaurant's gonna have to make a decision do we have two bartenders or one do we have four waiters or three, right? Because they're not going to pay all of them fifteen dollars plus tips, you know. And, and honestly, I think most of the servers were against it. They came out vocally against it because they think they'll make less money. People tip less. The, the tipping culture already is starting to diminish. The millennials, unfortunately, we pick the pick on them a lot on, on this podcast. Deservedly so, I might. Uh, so really, uh, they tip less and For less. Sure. It's the, I, I've told you this. It's in, like uh, I'll. I'll get like millennials aren't making as much money stop. though. Stop! Oh <laughs> my god, they're vaping, they're drinking, they're Ubering. Let's, let's do an audit. How about they work a little more? Maybe they'd have some money. Like, how about you work more than three days a week? I don't think that, Joe. Do you think oh, that's true? Look, I do. Listen, I have. 
don't know if my kids qualify as millennials. No, they, they may not be. Yet. They might be Generation they may, Z. They're they Z. might be. But look, we make them work. All my kids work. It's it's the only thing we've done correctly as parents. I think is make them get jobs. I saw some woman on Twitter were that people were like like celebrating. She's like anti work. You don't have to work. It's not a like. Hey, who's not anti work? Yeah, right. right? Yeah, I mean, we sure. all know that. <laughs> right. Yeah. But, but I think millennials in general. Sarah, how many jobs you work? I, I have many. Yeah, right. I, I have work, like no, three. All or kidding four. aside, you you work your butt off. I do. I do. I work too so, much. Yeah. And yeah. You're, well, you're not a millennial. We've discussed this already. You're okay, one year line. over. <laughs> <laughs> he always likes to remind me. I'm like, I'm you know, you're not, I'm close you're too enough. old to be a millennial. Yeah. Why are you By a like baby a boomer? What are you? Baby boomer. Well, no, no, you're not. no, no. You're I'm because you and I are what's the generation? generation X, maybe. Yeah, we're, no, we're the lost generation, baby bus. That's what baby we are. Buck. I think you're older than me, though. Not much. Only a few months. I know. It is far like, better looking too. I might. In a city like Washington D.C. for millennials, I will say though, the cost of living here is oh, astronomical. It's, it's it is insane. No, listen, and, most I, I, and I've told jobs, you this. My daughter works in New York City, and um, you know, graduated, you know, undergraduate, masters, and you know, if you're not in the technical field, the STEM field, the starting salaries have not kept up. Right, with the right. Co- but not even, not even close. So on a comparative basis, I started out working in New York City, and the cost of living versus what I was making, although I wasn't making much, was still difficult, but nowhere near as difficult that it is. Yeah. To, these kids can't survive. They're living in four, five, six people living in a studio apartment. It's it's really scary, and I think that's why you're seeing a lot of migration out of major cities yeah. to the Nashvilles, and which, by the way, Nashvilles and Charlotte's are also getting expensive, Austin's. But I think you're seeing the young... By the way, I don't think my generation... Um, wanted to stay not not necessarily me i moved around a lot because of the industry but like near home near family i think it's 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 okay now to leave the nest and move to nashville and charlotte and austin and you know suburbs of other cities that that are growing so um because I think you have to for cost of living purposes. Yeah, you just it's, have cra- to. it's crazy. That's why I think millennials don't have money to tip. I mean, I think it is it is tough in a city. Yeah, especially if no. you're working a government job, entry level. It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, they yeah. pay nothing. It's, it's nothing. You know, on the tipping thing, I would actually rather they get away with tipping and just charge me whatever the number is. I'd rather not have. Like, I'd rather go out. Right. And if they're going to add an extra twenty percent on the bill, yeah, and Joe, I'll pay that, that. All kidding aside, though, so, I mean you. You, um, my guess is you make a pretty decent living, so it's easy for us to say that because all right, but I tip, I tip, and I've already said this on this podcast, but my dad made his entire living growing up on tips, so I'm an over tipper, right? Uh, assuming, especially if I have good service, I really go high. Um, but it, it, I think the concern, and then we'll move on, but. It's not necessarily the bartenders at the you know the affluent type busy restaurants. They were all making good money. The services. It's the nail salon person, right? right? Who does is only making three thirty three, and a place know. I've never been by the way. Well, I know, but <laughs> apparently you must frequent. I get a, you get a pedicure quite Pet- often. Manny pedicure. Never, never had a pedi. I've had manny. Never had a pedicure. No. What? That's like the best. I should have a pedi. Yeah, that's not. We'll do a podcast in pedi. That'd be awesome. <laughs> pedi, you know what? I think I just can't. Pedi podcast. The pedi podcast. Yeah, with Patrick. That, that'll so be a lot of gonna, What else are we going to talk well, about? Well, we have a lot of other topics okay, to cover. Let's go. The World Cup coming to the United States in eight years. We also have the All Star Games happening here in D.C. And then we wanted to talk Scarlett Johansson. So, yeah. where do you want to start? Well, uh, let's start with Scar- you want to start with Scarlett. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you have strong feelings on that one. Well, <laughs> so. You want to give a little background? Well, the background is she basically was going to play a transgender character in an upcoming film. Correct. And this probably was announced maybe like two weeks ago. She got a ton of backlash online on social, social media. Social media. Here we go again. From people saying that the trans... is on social media. See, it's not really social media, right? It's, it's really anti-social media. It's Twitter. You're right. right. It's anti-social it's media. An- oh, Twitter's really the worst. Don't it's all the worst. the worst. Twitter's so the she worst, got a ton but... of backlash... Um, and the producers of the movie got a ton of backlash right. for casting Scarlett as a transgender woman, transgendering to be a male, transgender male. And um, so she actually pulled out of the project. She and, did. You know, she made some statement like, I didn't realize the sensitivity of it and blah, blah, blah. But really, it's crazy. But like, she also she, did say, like, people need to go after Jared Leto, who has played a trans which character is also in Dallas wrong. So she was A, she was deflecting. And B... Like, it shouldn't have come to that. She's an actor. So so basically what we're saying now is 
So, so if you're casting someone as a homeless person, right? You have to find a homeless person. Or if you're casting, what about what about gay people who play straight people? Are they not allowed to do that now? Like, like where where do, where does it end? Where does the craziness end? She's an actress. That's what actors do. They play other parts. Listen, if you could find a transgender person who has acting ability, who's as high profile as Scarlett Johansson, well, yes, cast that person. Absolutely. But is that person out there? Now it looks like the project's going to be shelved. They're not going to make the movie. All these other people who are going to be part of that movie are out of work. Where does it stop? It's like CVS yesterday. They had an individual, or two days ago, they had a, a, a white cashier who called the cops on a black person who he says was trying to use a fake coupon. Okay? I know. It was no, crazy. Crazy. He should be fired. And he's like shaking like a leaf right. in the video. He, You're like, dude, he should what be fired. is going uh, on? He should be fired. But then it's boycott CVS. Like, why? It's one employee who made a bad decision. CVS didn't do anything wrong. It's quick boycott, quick fire, quick get him out. They have to resign. Well, it's fake outrage, which we talk about. Do you agree with fake outrage, Joe? Or no, you look, seem like I've, on the fence. No, I don't agree with fake outrage. Listen, this is... If I had somebody filming all of the idiotic things I have done in my life, right? I mean, this is... You can't... We have a culture yeah, you where you like cannot trouble, make a mistake. And that's right. Yeah. So that's my point. That's actually one of the reasons why I'm not on social media, because inevitably I'll say something stupid yeah, and get I myself worry every fired, time right? I no, seriously. But if this is the problem. I'm not for it at all. And there's... I, you lose nuance is what you lose, right? So this guy probably should be fired for that. Although... We don't forget. We don't know the whole make, story. We, people right. make mistakes, yeah. um, but you can't make a mistake if it's on video, and it that worries and me. And everything's on video. Well, I also us. think these companies don't stand behind. And I'm not saying CVS should stand behind this person. I don't know all the details, but I do think it's just knee jerk reaction. We want to shut up social. We don't want to take the negative backlash for four or five days. So. He's out. He's resigning. He's stepping down. Like we're apologizing, and we've talked about this. It's just see that that actually to me is an interesting thing about Trump, right? Because you had all these things he did when he was running for office that you were sure would derail his campaign, which would have wiped out any other politician, right? right? You know, making fun of the disabled reporter. You know, the comments about immigrants and Mexicans. The judge, John McCain. Just these are just off the top of my head. Right. Would have, Anybody's campaign would implode. And Trump, he just kept his head down and kept going. He didn't care. Uh, the, you know, the sexual comments, right? All of that. Yeah. Any other campaign, it would have been over. Well, I mean, it was so, like the arrest of the two men in Starbucks in Philadelphia. Right. No well, one's boycotted I agree, Starbucks. I do agree with you on, for someone running for president, that was precedent setting. But if you start looking around the country at, you know, you have... I can't remember his name right now, from New York, who was in jail for fraud, I believe, now running again. You had, uh, who's the South Carolina Republican right. who ran right. away and was using government funds to go to South America oh, with his mistress. he was the one who lost. Right, right, right. Uh, yeah, he did lose, Sanford. but he won. He won. Right. He won, and then so he lost. Again. I, I do think you, you have, over the years, it's been building, uh, on the political side, I think to your point, because there's no one else running. There's nobody it's else. Like, it's a problem. It's a listen, problem. You know what? Listen, I think part of the problem is this, is that everything moves so quickly that there's knee-jerk. Every reaction is knee-jerk, and you don't have the time. It's hard for a company or anybody else to step back and take the time to figure out what happened and then right, make right. a nuanced that's decision. That's a good point. And I think that's the bigger problem because you no, get pounded by social media and you panic. And so you do, you react, right? And one, look, one of the hardest things in life to do in any situation where there's stress is to relax and not do something right, right away. Yeah. Right. That's and what so I try to do when you're. Problem. That's what I try to do when you're texting me. You don't but do it doesn't very well work. with that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. All right, we're not alone. Okay. Right. But no, it's. I think that's that's the biggest shame is that you end up making the situation worse. But it's a fine line, right? right? I mean, no, if you don't course. do anything, that can also. I mean. No, I, listen. I, I'm. You know, I'm I not saying Starbucks it's is, not impossible. I think, but there's also there's, there seems to be, and then we can move on. There. there there's degrees of everything, right? Right. Right? So 
what the Papa John's president or chairman, whatever his title was, oh, said yeah, yeah. is there's the, in a corporate setting is inexcusable. Right. Right. So, I mean, it's inexcusable to say that anywhere, but certainly in a corporate setting, it's inexcusable. What Roseanne said, inexcusable. So there's degrees. And then there's others where you might not have the full story or like... But I don't so, think anyone's going to really boycott CBS. Do you? I mean... I, no, but it, you're right. I, I mean, they're really I, not. The other thing they too just is, get online and say it, that. It is a little comical when you say, um, you know, they were getting killed or you know, this outrage on social media. It's like three of the same people. Ricky Gervais again. Always, everything I do is, goes back to the Ricky Gervais concert, by the way. He's like my you know, moral compass, which is scary, by the way. Uh, no, he said the same thing. Like, but it's I just like three people who keep sending the same tweets. I don't think, you know, even like Roseanne, right? We all love a comeback story. Everybody loves to hear the whole thing. I actually think she still has a career. I think in four years or five she years, might. if she wanted to do something, everything will be forgotten. To your point, Joe, Although I Although this do... is the second or third time she's kind of said the same thing and it's right. been forgotten. Right. Uh, so her chances may be... One of the great things about our society is we generally forgive and we like the comeback story, but I don't think you get to do it three and four times, right? right? Yeah, she's had a lot of, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So. Um, well, to I mean, we could keep going with the podcast as long as yeah. you want, but um, well, I think we've already put all the, who, the five listeners that are left, not named Decipio or Paulina, asleep. Right? Oh, so. This is good. We're good. We're good. <laughs> so with the whole Scarlett Johansson thing, she has pulled out, and she has pulled out, which is her right. Uh, unfortunately, as I said, I don't think the movies. Listen, as I said, if there was a, if there's an actress or actor who can play that part, who is also a transgender. Mm-hmm. They should get the part yeah. over Scarlet. Absolutely. But short of that, you know, the only reason that movie is probably being made with the budget is because Scarlett Johansson is willing to do it. Right. So like, I think that's where you have to... I think that story might have been... They, they may, That community may have gotten more from that movie by her playing it than now... They are. Well, of course, right? Movies are in the business of making money, and people go to see movies for the stars. Right. So, I don't... This is one of these issues, like, Patrick will text me about it. I'm like, I don't care. I don't... Most of the stuff I don't pay attention. I just... I can't... Like, he was texting me the other day about something that was going on on one of the MSNBC uh, opinion shows. I'm like, I don't watch that. He's like, what do you mean you don't watch? They said, because it'll, it'll make my head explode. I don't have, I don't watch either side of it. I can't. You're so, too busy watching Fox 5. Well, that's exa- no, that's right. Watch it all the time. Well, no, by the so, way, the seriously, same, right? I will you, say, and I've said this before, the same media that Trump destroys now, to your point, he doesn't, I think, survive a lot of those mistakes he made through the, through the campaign without the Joe Scarboroughs of the world I mean, anytime he wanted to go on there and talk for 45 no, minutes, look, they let him. So, And he was willing to do it. And I think he was able to... Right. Get uh, that momentum get, from that. Get, yeah. Right. Correct. No yeah, question. from that being off the cuff. But how... No question. Yeah. Will that continue? Look, there was there was the one piece I brought in here that I... That, you know, because you talk about all the time about how the media overreacts to Trump. And Chris Wallace gave this great speech at the... There was a fundraising dinner for the International Committee of Foreign Journalists. And it's one of these dinners you go to in D.C., and they honored a couple of foreign journalists, one in Syria and one in Pakistan who was doing the stories on the girls that were that had the acid thrown at them. Mm. Yeah. And they were both... And so you feel so small because of these accomplishments yeah. of these... Anyway, so Chris Wallace was one of the award winners, and he gave a speech, and it, the Post reprinted it in one of their editorials. And he said, look, I'm going to, he wanted to talk about Trump. And he said, I, Trump, uh, Trump attacking the press is one of the greatest threats to democracy, right? And so everybody in the room stands up and cheers, woo, Chris Wallace. And then he says, now I'm going to say some things you're not going to like very much. We, as the press, overreact to everything. Yeah. You can't, everything he does is not the end of the world. And you have to figure out what matters and what doesn't. And his view is we're, we're observers. You can't, you know, so we read some headlines from the New York Times and other places that on their face were outrageous. So the, the problem is, is I don't think the media or the press has figured out, because they generally argue everything he says is important, which it is, but you've also got to balance the stuff yeah, that I'll give matters you a versus what, you're what doesn't matter. So yesterday what he did was outrageous. Right. Right. What he did with the NATO summit was not Yet it was portrayed in on certain media outlets as it was outrageous. He came away, I think, 
certainly to his base and many others on the NATO summit looking America first, presidential, not going to tolerate, not paying their fair share, blah, 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 right? It's funny how Democrats say everyone's got to pay their fair share of taxes, but when it comes to NATO, when Trump says they got to pay their fair share, he gets ridiculed. So that's where I think like the NATO summit, if you looked at the new, certain news outlets, he performed poorly, which he didn't, and I think his base will say that he did. But yesterday was outrageous. So that's why I think if everything's outrageous, that's how he gets a pass on, I think, No, that's exactly things. right. So you but lose what matters. I would be curious, because we, we've debated this before. I'd be curious your opinion, since you've been in this business a long time. But <laughs> news is not necessarily news for lots of networks. It's entertainment shows. Oh, and entertainment right. shows thrive on debate, on on making things a lot more salacious because the reality is a lot of news is not that interesting. No, but if you well, start a debate... But then don't call it news. But see, that, that's right. Look, I mean, I think there's a difference between hard, hard news and opinion shows, right? And you also have the... Used to be twenty four hour news cycle. Now it's more like a half an hour news cycle, right? But I, but I think that the serious, like the Times, the Washington Post, serious journalistic organizations have a duty to report it straight. The, everybody else yeah, on the side can do what they want. The right? problem is most so, American but, people cannot tell the difference. Well, well the other problem too is the clickbait nature of this country. Exactly. So right. if you. You know, listen, I've been critical of the Times and the Post, but I read them every day. Sure. Because, yeah, their headlines are partisan in many cases. But when you read the article, they're very fair. Right. And there's a lot of facts and good reporting and great reporting. So it's the clickbait culture, online yeah. culture where you have to get my attention with the headline. But then you read the article, and it's like, you know, three paragraphs down, it's like, well, yeah, but he also did this, and he did that, and it's... Right. Now, they, sometimes they bury that, but but that's okay, that's fine. But uh, no, I agree. Listen, the, the um, I do think he's exposed some certain individuals who, we th- who were thought prior to Trump to be very fair, straight down, the middle reporting as not so. Like uh, who? No, I'm not going to mention <laughs> What, what is that? What is that job? God, boo. No, Come I, on. No, I think there's individuals on certain networks, both sides, that, you know. Fuck it. Listen, Trump does, for whatever reason, make people unhinged. Uh, uh, that he just does. Well, I mean, because of his actions. Yes, but even, be, like, we've talked about this. Even before that, like, when he first started running and when it's just been... Well, I think like even on our own channel, you know, when when he first was elected, we spent a lot of time on Good Day or whatever talking about, hey, let's give this president a chance. Let's, you know, and yes, people were definitely visceral on vote on all sides. But now, I mean, but all the time he just becomes, how can you defend okay. him? You can't. Well, it depends on the issue. I mean, it's bananas. The, the guy's got dementia. I try to. He's absolutely <laughs> I try to compartmentalize the issues. I really do. I try to compartmentalize. You got to run. I mean, you have no, a he's good going to, shot. He will win again. The guy cannot win again. He is losing his mind. Sarah, he will win again easily. No, he won't. Some of it depends on who the Dems put up, right? That matters a lot. Did you see the list of five? So, no, I don't. It's too far. Here's my view on elections is it will matter what's going on in the world in America then. Right. What happens today, other than the inevitable ad you will see about Trump's performance in Helsinki, which will dog him. And it may, but it'll matter what's going. If the economy right. stinks, right? If there's a war, there's so many things yeah. that could happen between now and then, then that will affect it. So I think it's too early to tell. Um, I also, I this election will tell us something. But uh, listen, I thought I was one of the people who said Trump would never, ever, ever win the election. Just I thought people were too smart for that. But you didn't realize how many how many people really disliked Hillary. Yeah, that's true. Really disliked her, um, and you know you had this sort of pushback. And or disliked Obama. Well, that I, hard to tell. I mean, I think Obama. There was, or just felt he didn't do enough to help Obama, certain individuals. Listen, there were a lot of things that Obama 
did that set up Trump, right? So in some ways, right. because of Obama, you had Trump, and a lot of the executive orders where Obama went around Congress, well, Trump just repeated that, but going in a different direction. But so I don't, I don't, I wouldn't say Trump will win. I mean, I personally hope he doesn't because right, I think me, he's doing uh, real I, damage I will, to the country. Yeah, I think, but you know, who I knows? think. Okay, let me. Uh, I'll, I'll qualify it a little bit. Based on the current crop of potential Democratic candidates. Who are the five, by the way? I don't even Camilla know. Camilla Harris, Gillibrand, Cuomo, Cory Booker, um, Elizabeth Warren. None of Shaking those five. Shaking my head, that's a tough one for right. yeah. I think you need somebody like maybe uh, Deval, I think you, Deval, Deval, Deval Patrick, yeah. maybe from Massachusetts could be a dark horse. Um you know, they thought, uh, there's a, is it the district attorney or the mayor of L.A.? But he was, but he ran for Senate or Congress, and he lost. Yeah, and I, Villanueva, is that, Villanueva, his, is yeah. that his last name? Right. I saw enough of his ads, you'd think I'd remember. But, uh, <laughs> You're right, you so, reviewed all those. And again, <laughs> you know... We've well, talked. You need we've to- talked about this a lot. To get elected in the primary, you have to go. Certainly, I think in the Democratic primary, well, round, you have to go way left. You progressive. Gotta fix that. You even have to do that for the. That's the biggest thing. Is how do we fix our primary system yeah. so you don't have to tack way to one extreme or the other? Yeah. Biden listen, might run. He's I think too the old. And I Biden think the electoral win. college still sets up well for him. Uh, I think it sets up well for Trump. Would you get rid of the Electoral no, College? No, absolutely not. Whether a Democrat wins or a Republican, it's it's it, it's what we intended. You can't have eight states elect your president. You just can't, cannot. It's why we have two senators per state regardless of population. Congress balances that based on representative, you know, po- Population representation by state. Um, you, you, you just you can't well, have. That argument's more true if Congress actually did its job. Well, true. Right? And, well, so yeah. I mean, you're, and you're, how about Senate do their job no, too? I, look, I agree. The problem for senators today is they get elected by a state, and then they go to Washington, and they don't ever worry about the 47% of the people who voted against them. It's immediate. We're going to vote with Schumer and Pelosi. And same thing on the Republican yes, side. That's unfortunate. It's unfortunate. You used to really have a lot yes, more collaboration Yes, your senators used to represent your issues. But you don't anymore, because that's, that's the but immediate But Alabama and re-election. Rhode Island need the same representation on the Senate side in Washington, I believe, as California, New York, and Texas. Right, but that's different than the Electoral College, though. That's a different question, right? So, and I'm not sure how I feel about it, but there is an argument why you wouldn't have your president be the person who wins the the, the most vote, right? And I get that. The argument is, is, well, the coasts are the ones who would decide who's the president. I, so I'm not quite. I, I probably shouldn't have brought it up because I don't really have a strong opinion yeah. on it. But so I the, think it the could only cause change I would going. I, I totally disagree so. on the popular. What I would be willing to see, or maybe potentially like to see, is where each state doesn't have to give all their electoral votes to the winner. So what you could do is you win the congressional district, you get that electoral vote. So that okay. way you lose the state fifty-one forty-nine. Like, let's say Florida's always tight. The 49% who voted for the Democrat lose basically everything. Well, they have no vote. They have no vote at that point. So you would split the Split the congressional district. Interesting. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, uh, because in essence, that still maintains the fair representation by state, but also leans a little bit more toward the popular vote. So you'd split Ohio, you'd split these states. So even in California, where you know... The Democratic candidate will always win. Right. Maybe the Republican who's campaigning in Northern California or a certain aspect can get 30% of that. Well, maybe that gets more people to vote, right? Exactly right. Because you're constantly in the presidential election, why should I vote? It doesn't matter. Mm. Because if your state goes, there's an argument for that. And then also like to say, well, Hillary won the popular. Listen, Trump didn't go to four of the most populous states because he knew he had no chance to win them. Yeah, Hillary Hillary should have visited another state. A few, right? You think? Yeah, right. That was. By the way, can we just stop tweeting Hillary? Like, just. Go like stop. Who, Hillary, stop yeah. tweeting. She's got to stop. I don't follow her. I wouldn't know. <laughs> I, I mean, you know, why does Trump keep arguing about his election? He won. Shut up already. Yeah, it's over. You're a year and a half. He in. can't get over it, right? Stop. You're the winner. You well, won. I, World Cup was fantastic. <laughs> We're switching. Hey, by the quick way, gears. does Fox have uh, the rights in the next um, four years? Yeah, yes. they yeah. do. Oh, we they do. Okay, eight yes. years. We have Cutter. 
Okay. Which, which is, is going to be tough. Moving to February. No, December. Did they move it December. to February? It's December. December, which is actually... So that's I'm glad you have you here to see, check my this facts. Is, this is one of the reasons. <laughs> like, what do you don't even know what you're talking about? <laughs> December's tough, though, because it's right in the middle of the NFL. Oh, that would be be fascinating to see what happens. Okay. Okay. That was a bad award, by the way, to give it to. That was the corrupt one, right? 105th country. Well, that's the one that got everyone fired, right? Yes, that's right. From 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 FIFA, FIFA. and uh, and then eight years, it's um, Mexico, U.S., and Canada. So, as a quick aside, we had a World Cup party at my house, and Patrick brought his son and my daughter, who's a year or two other, had goo-goo eyes for Patrick's daughter. Why didn't you tell me he was going to be here? He's so beautiful. (laughs) Wow. Could be a future little Fox match there. I thought it was a Fox match. Yeah. Anyway. That was a great party, by the way. It was a good party. Look, I thought the World Cup, I'm not a big soccer guy. I played growing up, but I found it tough to watch over time. Right, sure, sure. I I thought the tournament was spectacular. Really? It was interesting, entertaining. Uh, He had six goals in the World Cup by by the way, Washington, D.C., on our Fox station, was the number one rated uh, station in the uh, country. Really? Yeah. We wow. Did a, we, we did a 13-rating for the final. That's awesome. That's great. Well, talk a little bit about the and population keep in mind, you had, of this the, area. You know, you right? had, obviously, U.S. will be in the one eight years from now, hopefully four years yeah, from now, obviously. but oh. <laughs> certainly eight years from Bang now. Bang my head on the microphone. Uh, no, listen, I think it was, um, in a weird way, I think it was good that the U.S. soccer didn't make it right because it, it's forcing U.S. soccer to completely revamp how they handle youth soccer, coaches, academies, and so forth because you just can't have this. And second, I think it showed that even though USA in many markets now, like you said, I, you know some middle country markets, but overall, and it still did very well. Oh, it was great. It was a win. And the, you know, the excitement of every bar had it on, and yeah, you know, I mean, so, it definitely was. Yeah, yeah. I, I actually know. liked what it had to say about immigration, right? So countries like France and England that have these wild anti-immigrant right. groups, all of their, many of their players did not start inside that country. I'm yeah, that is So a they're good legal point. immigrants, correct? Oh, no, okay. not, not illegal. So let's clock let's let well, p- please clarify that. No, no, they they I want love to keep how, everybody out. But I love so, how you like how I You've touched you your like nerve. that. No, no, you yeah. did touch a nerve because <laughs> if you look at the narrative going back to Bill Clinton when he called them illegal aliens in the state in the uh, state of the union and now there, then it went to undocumented. Right, which, as an aside, I hate that, right? right. If you're not in the country legally, you are illegal. Well, no, you but, so, look at every left-leaning news outlet right now. Oh, I get it. In fact, you this is one of the You will never see the word illegal anymore. I know, which it's, is, in, oh, my parents are immigrants, and we should... No, your parents came here legally. Oh, I got it. But the bigger problem is is you have to fix our immigration Absolutely. system to get people into the country I, I want diverse people into no, this country, but, my, but they my, need, my we need point, to figure it out. The point I was making is is that you have some I segue tough quickly. right... <laughs> Some right-wing groups that were all crazy anti-immigration. Yeah. And some of the best players, you know, didn't start in those countries. Here, here, anyway. uh, we're going back to no, politics a- real quick. I know we're keeping this going, but the original Trump, I think it was four-pillar plan, was not a bad plan. No, listen, Bush the, the actually Dreamer had a, yes, Amnesty yes. for what? I think $13 million. Right. And or no, it was a Morna. And you had the Freedom Caucus or whatever part of the Republican Party it. that tore. Listen, Bush had a really good plan, yes. right? He really did, and that made sense in the fringe part of that party. To me, it's, people who have been here working, productive, sure. should stay. Dreamers, stay. Toughen the borders. We do have to keep bad actors out. Yes, but at the same time, we want to be a country that is willing legally to accept people well, who need, are struggling in other places. You visa party. You, right. need, you can't forget what it says on the Statue of Liberty. Right? I will that's say, about, last, the outrage, no, though, it's fun, it is interesting watching the World Cup. Some of these countries who have true awful conditions in their country, right, rallying around their, their, their homeland, um, you know, they have... You know, we should be the aspiration for some of these individuals. Yes. And some of these other countries, France, England, so should be the aspiration where if you need to leave your homeland because of violence and, yes. and, and hunger and rape and whatever. Open arms. We should, we yeah. should be the 
a destination point for them, right? But let's just do it legally. And See, I'm here to moderate him. This is usually what happens. He comes way I, back towards the center. No, See? I am center. I am so center. <laughs> uh, by the way, Bill Clinton would be considered a Republican today. No, I always say, right? I tease my friends. I say the best Republican president in the last 30 years was Bill Clinton. It's right. true. I he know. really was. He really was. I know. Oh, he'd be so, considered Republican today. Well, he listen. If you look at a lot standards. of the stuff he did, he was very Republican yeah. in what he did. Well, what the Republicans say they stood for, which right. they don't anymore. They don't. But that's a different. Now we're just spending, and we're all over the place. Like socially, why? Why do they care? Why do Republicans care what people do socially? So that that brings Great us question. to uh, I have no idea. your Supreme Court nominee. I think he's a he's a shoo in. I think he's a great well, candidate. He, he, he's not going to overturn Roe versus Wade. Nor do I think it should be overturned. Personally, see, I, I'm I, pro-choice. I don't think he's going to overturn it. He, I think he's clear that it's settled law. Now, you said something mm-hmm. interesting that you think it's a bad. It's bad judicial policy, right? right? So look, Roe versus Wade. Which he Wade, can explain much better. Than right, so listen, yeah, right. You know. So look, you you had in the late '60s the Burger Court that really became activist, right? Which is which drives the originalist cra- crazy. And so this is where this penumbra theory of rights that aren't in the Constitution, and that's what Roe versus Wade heard that grew out. If you like that before, penumbra, right? Kind we of umbrella. Over you right. and I, Sarah, look it up. We're so, never using that word, Sarah. Either. Please so, look it up right now on your I, computer. So you have these sort of two branches of judicial philosophy. One one is wildly activist, which means that they feel like they should step in and do what the legislature doesn't do and fix social rights or wrongs. The other side of the court, which was sort of what Scalia represented and Kavanaugh probably does, Gorsuch Dutch, right, is you read the plain words of the Constitution. It says what it says. The court has a limited role. And right, so really at the end of the day, it is the legislature's job to legislate mm. something like abortion. They didn't do it, right? Mm-hmm. So you can have, it's a different argument. Do you think on a federal right? level or a state level? Well, you could do it either way. It probably needs to be on a federal level because, you know, states' rights, people would argue states' rights, but this is one of these things where you, you would have to do it on a federal level, I think. But so the argument really is, is that's really the legislature's job. That's a policy. It's not a constitutional issue. It's not. So, right. so hypothetically, if Roe versus Wade was overturned, so if, so if you made abortion, if you said what you would overturn it by say, look, this isn't our decision. It's up to the states and or the Congress to set the law, right? And then you could you would have a debate but about the concern with that from the left side or people who are well, pro life would be that of course right? I, I they, mean pro choice that Congress wouldn't do it. That's right, but that's a policy decision, right? And I and listen, I'm I'm listen, I'm adopted, right? So I'm you know I'm not if there was an you know if right. I, it makes me feel I'm I'm one of the few You're people touring. on this issue that is that it's a tough one for me, but at the end of the day, it's not. I'm not telling a woman what right. you know. Right. I'm not. I as a policy matter, I I'm pro-choice at the end of the day, but yeah. it's a policy, right. right? And so my view is, if you want that, elect people who are who are going to stand for that. It, but this is a judicial philosophy yeah. argument, right? Yeah. And what what should the court do? And this is why it's not. You know, and so I think you had a period of time where the court was very activist in. That's not how we were set up under the separation. So what I don't understand, though, is that is the Democrats, the Schumer Pelosi thinking on Kavanaugh. So he's replacing Kennedy. For for all accounts, he is Kennedy. He clerked for him. Very similar judicially. He even may 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 be sympathetic on immigration issues on 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 the left side. So why are they? Why wouldn't they hold this? Outrage or whatever you want to call it, for if 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 Ginsburg stepped out. He look. He I don't understand it either. He's not an outrageous candidate. He one of the listen. One of the great things is you even when you nominate them, you never know exactly how they're going to rule. Right. And there's been a right. lot of that. Right. right. Yeah. 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 A lot of different changes. I mean, you asked Bush about a couple of their nominees. He'd shake your Although head. Although the right? people who've been nominated so, on the left never seem to go conservative. Well, there's two or three of them, but um, but no, I don't understand that. But look, backing up, we Garland should have been. Right. I mean that that was the Senate should have confirmed him. He was a perfectly fine Supreme Court candidate, and then to uphold that for the next election, 
I think was wrong. And he was a fine centrist candidate, too. Hmm. So, but listen, because this is our politics, right? You have to go crazy about everything. So tell Ginsburg so. to resign and Trump can nominate Garland. Oh. You, know, I, you know what? I just wonder maybe <laughs> if People are like praying she doesn't die. How old is she? 80 87, yeah. I think. I mean, don't you there. also think maybe you should have term limits on yes. Supreme Court justices, right? Should it be lifetime? Shouldn't it yeah. be 20 oh, years? Oh, I'm pro term limit on everything. I think the fact that we have. These, these people in Congress for 40 years and never held a real job, and they're only in Congress because their parents were rich, is... Is, no, seriously, it, it's one of the things... Wildly over-stereotyping, but yeah, that's okay. Yeah, probably, <laughs> absolutely, to make my point. But nobody should, like, you know, 42 years in Congress. No, get out. Like, it's... You've lost your reason for going, or for serving, I should say. But I uh, wish I could disagree with you. I, I think you would do better with a certain amount. That th- they shouldn't be lifetime appointments for right. sure. Um, but look, I mean, in Congress, particularly when you're running every two years, all you're doing is fundraising. By the way, Virginia, Virginia could Virginia govern? Like, could they have eight years? Like, four years? Well, four joke. years, I think, is too short. Actually, I think six years is the right number. Oh, that's right? a good yeah. Uh, yeah. Governor, yeah, everything. For, yeah, for Congress is a little different. Senate six years, but like for governor. I think eight years may be too long, but in Virginia's case, four years is too short. you got a year to sort the of set yourself I think, up, I think two you years a, to I govern, you, and then a year, you're out. The problem, so, though, is now if, if, if the people around you, the legislators, know you're only serving one term. You're, no, you're, that's right. You're right, a lame duck candidate out of the gate. Yeah, so that's what I was saying. Especially in Virginia, in Virginia you've got who, a year to get ready. You have two years where maybe you can get something accomplished, and then your you're fourth year, you're a lame duck. By the way, real duck. quick, and then we could end the two-year term needs to change also in Congress. With social media now, with fundraising, with PAC money, with gerrymandering, these people get elected, and they're immediately running again. No, that's what I and just said. Afraid, they their entire time to, fundraising. They're, and they're afraid to vote against leadership sure. because leadership will put money on another candidate, and because it's a heavily Republican or Democratic district, they'll be out within a year and a half to two years. So they need to fix that, and I think that's why there's, there's just nothing getting done. I mean, we could keep going. Yeah, I think we, we need to on and on. Up. We have to have Joe back. It's lunchtime. It's, <laughs> it's literally lunchtime. Did you say anything offensive? I don't think so. Well, I'm I, deferring to the attorney. I don't know. I think we mostly be. I was more worried about myself, frankly. I don't. Yeah. I don't think. No, I, you were great. I don't think I, I did think, anything stupid. I think so. we're going to change. I think we're going to call this the centrist podcast. Yeah, that see, could work too. I mean, we got to have you back for like an update on the FCC. I mean, what no, are they anytime. up to this happy day? To, happy to talk about that anytime. I learned something today. I, I, I don't remember the lot. word I learned, but it was a penumbra. Good, penumbra, the word of the day. That's a great word. That is a good See? word. Yeah, that's a good A C T S A T word. Right. That's right. Um, well, Joe, I would say where can we follow you? But uh, you're no, kind of I right. I don't right. Social you can't media. Follow me. Want to give out your phone number? Or no, no, <laughs> no. But you know, like anybody else, Google me. I show up. So unfortunately, Joe, you know where to follow me, though. I do in I multiple do. ways. <laughs> I try to unfollow, and it won't. Doesn't work. I don't think he really tweets anything. No, that bad, but I'm very, very. Safe. I think about it seven. Maybe you should log out of my. <laughs> oh no, Sarah! I am going to have to start following. Hey, Frage. Yes. Yeah. All right. I'll add it. Patrick know. GM, like Fox really... Five DC. Oh, by the way, last plug for uh, we launched our new nine o'clock show last night. Oh, you did? Okay. On Fox Five on? Plus DCA. Okay. All right. So now we have an eight p.m. and nine p.m. new okay. show. Okay. No, who's on nine p.m.? Is it Sean Yancey and Nick Smith? And Nick Smith. Okay, got it, got and it. And then Guy Lambert and Marina Morocco did the eight. Okay. And then our new Fox 5, like it or not, relaunched, revamped, launches what, is, is Monday that? night at uh, 7 p.m. on uh, Fox 5. This coming Monday night. This coming Monday. Okay, cool. So a- as an aside, and this is no no baloney, Patrick is one of the most creative GMs in the country, right? I mean, yes. He, he really is. Thanks, and, Joe. No, it's, look, one of, one of the things that's a tough time for a TV station is getting eyeballs, right? Right. And it's live television that brings people to watch. You can watch scripted programming. My kids watch scripted stuff on their phone, right? They yeah. Never, but they tune in, and so Patrick, some things don't work. That's yeah. fine. But he really is creative, and I think this is the future of television, right? Yeah. Is more creative yeah, I mean, as programming of, that brings as eyeballs. Of, as of this coming Monday, we'll be producing 71 hours 
of that's live amazing. news and that's information programming. That is week. spectacular. Yeah, well, that's a lot of watching for you, Joe. But well, uh, <laughs> always on. Joe is like never no, getting I, any rest. Yeah, but, uh, no, I agree. And first of all, thanks. But uh, we got to evolve. We have to yeah. just. And listen, you know, I think we get a bad rap in in local broadcast, which which you, you know, do. Why? Well, here, just, no, just oh, it's an old medium, and people. Oh, oh but okay. at the but you know, to, to Joe's point, at the end of the day, is you know, my morning show dwarfs all three cable news operations combined. Right. So there's a lot of people still watching, right? So, um, but they're looking for different things, and you have to understand they're getting their information in different ways throughout the day. You know, the days of just showing up at 5 p.m., 6 p.m., or 10 p.m. and and regurgitating the news of the day as if people don't know it. Yeah. You have to tell the story differently. You have to, hey, we know you've seen this video. We know you know Trump made an ass out of himself yesterday. Right. But... Here's what we know now, and you know, here's some other tidbits. And I know, and I, I do think Patrick is the first GM for Fox O and O to start podcasting. Yes. a couple of years ago, well, and I, then True Crime. I might be and the now, last. Well, too. He always says that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that well, is so true. Far, I actually, I, I had not listened to about ten podcasts, and I got back into it. I was surprised it was still going. So I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm just, no, I'm kidding. We do right. need more followers, though. We got to promote. Gotta it. I got to get on TV. Good Day. When yeah. are you going to be? Yeah, next this week. week. Next okay, week. it's next been week. crazy with the World Cup, the All Star Game, launching. Two new shows. They are are busy. Although, nine o'clock. We need to be on the 9 p.m. Let's do it. it. We should host you, it. We right could now. be hosting. Yeah, what are you right. doing? You should put yourself on the side of the buses and metro trains. Absolutely. <laughs> the Polini perspective. Right. And on the, the side of the metro trains. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'll go over well. My, my guess is they'll find some loophole. No issue advertising. Don't they have that policy? They turn down ads all the time. Yeah, but that, this is an issue. Oh, they'll find a reason. Yeah, that'd be great. All right, look, all right, you thanks, can follow uh, Patrick's uh, Facebook page. It's the Polini perspective, and we'll see you guys next week. Great. Thank you. Thank you, Joe. Thank you.